I think a lot of people really underestimate how many people share their problems and how many people in the same class as you are sharing your problems. Do you have a teen who has autism and is thinking about going to college? Are you concerned about what you might expect at college and what your child may experience in the college environment, which is so very, very different from the high school environment? If these issues have been on your mind lately, Hang around and listen to Charlie Kirkham. He is my special guest today, and he has so graciously offered to share his own personal experiences with autism and heading to college and some of the struggles that he's faced and some of the ways that he's met and handled those struggles and the ways that he's seen improvement in his life as a college student. So welcome to episode 45 College and Autism 102, Finding Your Path with Charlie Kirkham on College, Disabilities, and Success by Mickey Hayes. My opinions in this podcast are my own, but please reach out to your college, physicians, or legal services for any additional information. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Mickey. I'm so pleased that you decided to join us today. You have a lot to share about your time as a college student and what you have experienced that can help other students with autism. So I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. Tell me a little bit about yourself. My name is Charlie Kirkham, and I'm a sophomore at the Metropolitan State University of Denver and Colorado. Now, when you and I spoke earlier, you had talked about the importance of navigating the opportunities that you sometimes find in front of you while you're at college. Could you tell us a little bit more about what that means and why that's an important thing that any college student should be aware of, but in particular, a college student who has autism? As a college student, there's kind of an ideal that people talk about as, you know, you take your classes and they tell you which other classes to take and you have expectations that go along with that. And I've found that many other people on the spectrum uh, tend to focus on specific things and lose sight of the larger picture as as they go along through their life. And uh, that's something that for me has been something that I've had to learn to do is, is broaden my perspective and uh, embrace op- opportunities as they come along. So, for example, I went to Costa Rica as part of a tropical field biology trip, and wow, uh, that's that's, that's got to be exciting! Wow. Uh, yeah, it was a formative experience. I really grew from that, and the story of how to how I got there involved a lot of serendipity and being open to possibilities that I didn't otherwise think about. Um, mm-hmm. I was handing in an assignment and my biology two professor was talking with another student and she uh, said, oh, Charlie, you'll you'll find this interesting. And she told me about this field biology trip she organizes every year with another professor. And mm-hmm. she said that if I applied, if I sent her an email in August the following fall, that she would send me an ap- application and would consider me for the trip. And so I took my classes in the spring, I passed my classes there, and uh, I sent her an email that August, like, uh, and just as someone on the autism spectrum, I, I actually put a date on my calendar and sent it, like, at the hour that I thought she wanted me to send it at, um, uh-huh. but 
she said, okay, okay I, I've, I worked on the application and she uh, sent me the application a week later. I filled out the application. I got the money orders for that. And I, when I turned in the application, I actually ran into her and she was very kind of uh, expectation deflating uh, where she was like, well, you know, there's, there's seniors that uh, need to be in the class and, and there's all this stuff. And so, uh, she didn't say it explicitly, but I got the feeling that she was saying, you know, don't get your hopes up. Mm -hmm. uh, so I didn't think I would get in. And then I got in and I spent the next part of the semester preparing for the class. And I went to Costa Rica and I got, you know, several hundred pictures of wildlife and very beautiful things. And I learned about a country that wasn't my own. And I was very impressed with the people there. Um, the, all the places there had murals of wildlife. They were very proud of their ecosystems and uh, rainforest and dry forest habitats. And I was just kind of profoundly moved by that experience. And uh, none of it would have been possible if I had held on to what I previously had an idea about when it came to my college education. I think learning to broaden your perspective in that way, especially as someone on the autism spectrum, is a challenge, but something that is, is very necessary. And it's, you know, you find a, a way to stretch yourself and... You, you allow yourself to be open to opportunities that yeah. suddenly appear in front of you. And realize them for what they are as opportunities mm -hmm. and not distractions or something not interesting or something to be afraid of. Very good. And, Very and good. That's, that's amazing. I mean, that's, that's such a, that's an incredible opportunity that you had. And you're right to be able to see it for an opportunity and not a problem or a limitation or something to be afraid of. So very good. And, very good. Go ahead. And I, I, I'd add that that um, general policy of being open to opportunities is continuing to serve me well. I uh, have this semester taken chemistry, and it's a very challenging class. There's a number of difficulties that are associated with it, but I went to a study group, and uh, the Metropolitan State University of Denver is a, a commuter campus, and it's very difficult to kind of get friendships or established relationships there, but I attended these supplemental instruction sessions for the class mm -hmm. because I wanted to make sure that I was understanding the material and had people uh, that would help me work on it with. And, you know, not only have I been able to get help with my class, but I've, I've made a good friend who's, who will be taking microbiology and chemistry two next semester with me. And then beyond the supplemental instruction sessions, which have been very fulfilling and meaningful, I've reached out to professors that I will be taking classes with next semester and... Um, have established a rapport uh, with them serendipitously, but also consciously as, as mm -hmm. something I've pursued as a goal. And I feel very good about next semester. I think I'm well-placed to do well in the, those classes. Good, um, good. Just because of being open to opportunities and having a broader perspective about my education. 
Oh, wonderful. And and you're absolutely right. And reaching out to your professors too. get to know the professors and individuals can usually get a sense of when they talk to a professor, if this is a professor that's really going to support them and understand their needs and and be a help and be be a support. And you can usually tell if there's going to be conflict well, uh, I think I have some ability to do that. It's still kind of challenging for me just reading social cues. One of my professors this semester was, was initially someone I viewed positively, but as the semester went on, I, I didn't, I don't think that prediction was borne out, but yeah, that, does uh, that doesn't, absolutely. that doesn't mean that, you know, I am resentful or or mm-hmm. um, spiteful. I I think that I have a, I guess the other component of of being a college student or or trying to make your way in the world as someone on the autism spectrum is is incorporating kindness into the way you treat people and um, realizing that you know relationships can be more than the sum of their parts and that if you have a policy of you know, benefiting others and not harming them and, you know, trying to establish something meaningful, you you not only gain opportunities that you wouldn't ordinarily have, but because people want to invest in, in someone that's kind to them. You're absolutely right. You have a experience that that is unique and and, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out, but oftentimes you find things out about people that are are very beautiful and something that I think if if you kind of embody that ethic people feel a sense of relief that they can talk to you and it doesn't harm them and it's it's something that's okay for them to be vulnerable and before I was in college I went through a period of not having friendships and meaningful relationships and the pain of that was just very, very profound. And I would say that coming into college and embodying that ethic is because it's something that resonated with me uh, on a personal level and having it roll into the kinds of interactions that I have these days um, is just really joyful. And that's wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. I, I, I like on the one hand, it's it's very joyful, and on the other hand, it's very shocking because people invest in you, and it doesn't feel like you've you've put all that much work into it, and so like it, what comes back on you for what you put in is 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 um, just. I, I mean, like for lack of a better word, beautiful. Well, and it's because you're treating that person with kindness to begin with, and empathy towards the other person, and I think that's. That's a very important skill that I think that many students, once they transition out of high school into college, can begin to cultivate when they're in that environment. You know, I I once maintained that college is the great equalizer because when you get into college, people don't know your background. They only know what you tell them. And you're all sort of starting out on the same playing field, so to speak. Because everybody's a stranger in most cases. And so treating somebody with the kindness like you're talking about means a lot to people. It really does. I like that. It's a very good perspective. Oh, I think it's, it's. I don't know, I get the impression that it's also counterintuitive. 
we, you know, go through life and, and run into people that aren't good or aren't attentive to the vulnerability that you show towards them. And sure. it can often feel very scary to put yourself out there um, mm-hmm. in a way that leaves you in a way undefended. But I think for the most part, like if people are in college and I've, I've found that, that it, it does, it's something that is, it, it is rare and something that is appreciated by and large by most people who pay attention to those things. And I think the other thing to realize is that people that don't reward that are not people you really need in your life. That's right. And that's right. So just navigating that, the counterintuitive nature of, of, just being vulnerable and authentic and kind mm-hmm. is, is it's scary on the one hand, but also, you know, you learn things about people that, that are surprising and wonderful. And so mm-hmm. it's just fulfilling. It's led to a really good opportunity for you with your study groups too, hasn't it? I mean, it helps academically for you as well. Uh, yeah. I, I've learned over time that, you know, I think people have this idea that, People on the autism spectrum are introverts or that they're shy about or they feel drained by social interactions. But I think I might be unique or or I, I think, you know, if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. True. And for me, like I learn when I get to help other people understand something, when I get to explain something to someone else, when like my learning is validated. And so I, I've learned that I'm kind of a social learner and the circumstance that I've sort of created for myself is, you know, barring any kind of unforeseen misfortune, really going to serve me well in the future. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited about the next part of my education. And this, this comes off of a year of uh, not being in school because of the pandemic and, Right, um, being right. isolated and feeling echoes of of times when I haven't had uh, substantial relationships in my life. So mm-hmm. I didn't really know how being back on campus would feel or turn out. But again, it's it's on the it's very joyful, uh, but also very shocking. It's it's just yeah, yeah. I, I see what I've made for myself, and you know I on the one hand feel lucky, but on the other hand, I, I, I feel very validated. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. What, where are you at in college? What, what level are you at right now? Uh, right now I'm a sophomore. Like I'm just this close to being a, a junior. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been working at being a junior for like, because of the pandemic, like two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think I'll be a junior next semester. Um, and if not, it'll be in the fall, definitely. So, um, mm-hmm. what's I your don't major? Know. Oh, yeah, I'm a biology major and a philosophy minor, uh, which is, I don't know, I, I get a little grin on my face when I tell people I'm a philosophy minor because you know science and philosophy are famously antagonistic, or yes. at least in <laughs> in contemporary life. Um, but uh, I've been studying philosophy for eight years and like if wow. if you know me that's actually a small amount of time compared to the amount of time i've studied science um mm-hmm. so 
but those are those are my main interests as as a college student. I love science, and I found out while being away from college in my early twenties that uh, I have a special talent for biology, and mm-hmm. uh, that 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 was from participating in the international genetically engineered machines competition. And I guess, like apart from college, I think a good life skill is that you know opportunity seeking mindset but again it's something i had to cultivate and um but yeah uh biology is something that i just i find extremely beautiful it i, I love the way things evolve in the course of history of life on earth mm-hmm. and um how you can infer things based on uh comparison and historical knowledge so like you can infer that something had a common ancestor if they have a similar physiological feature that Mm -hmm. has derived characteristics and i find that it's very satisfying to think about in my head when i'm not doing anything um interesting interesting and and philosophy is um something well I, i i guess philosophy is something that humbles me um and makes me realize how little i actually know and in spite of you know how much i've studied and and tried to learn every day um philosophy is something that continues to challenge me and so you know science and philosophy together seemed like a good fit interesting mix it's an interesting mix what is your um employment goal with the biology or the sciences or the philosophy um, where are you uh so are you looking into research or i would i would love to do research i would really if i can't do research in academia then maybe in industry but uh i have a particular goal in research to study and manipulate microbial ecosystems using the tools of synthetic biology and that's that's kind of complicated and i can kind of describe that but i know you I know we have a limited amount of time to record, so I, I can just well, leave people to kind of look that up. I was just, just going to say, we'll leave them with the mystery they can solve. But I actually understood what you were saying, so I'm proud of me for that. We have a few more minutes. Are there any thoughts that you want to share with up-and-coming college students or college students who might be hitting a couple of walls and not knowing what to do? Do you have any thoughts or any advice or wisdom that you would like to share? I think a lot of people really underestimate how many people share their problems and how many people in the same class as you are sharing your problems because the chemistry in in college is, is very difficult and challenging. And this semester has been especially challenging because the lecture is about a month behind the lab. So every week for the pre-lab, I've had to sort of teach myself chemistry. And for a, a bit of time, I was just kind of up to my eyes in trying to stay afloat in the class. And mm-hmm. as the study sessions with my group became more intimate and more comprehensive, we all sort of realized that we were in the same boat. And mm, yeah. As much as as much as it's hard to solve that problem of of staying afloat in a college class that 
is not ideal. Just knowing that you're not the only one is profoundly helpful because uh, you realize, A, you all have the same problem, so whatever solutions anybody comes up with can be shared instantly. And if you have a bunch of people in the same boat, can all kind of paddle together and get to where you need to go because you have a bunch of brains working on it rather than just one. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, I really encourage people to uh, interact with their classmates. And I know that's hard, especially for people on the autism spectrum. And just be kind, be vulnerable, be authentic, be who you are, know what that is. And people will respond to it in a way that allows you to take advantage of teamwork and take advantage of the wisdom of the crowd and you'll get to where you need to go by realizing that you're not alone. So, and, and the other thing is that you're not always going to be successful in the way you would like. And as much as we want to be perfectionists and as much as we want to do the best or be the best, it's more important to get through the class and not be concerned with um, perfection than it is to feel defeated uh, when you don't measure up to yourself. So let let your standards lower a bit and push through with the help of others, and you'll make it. It's yeah. it's not it's not impossible, and and other people are. Other people have had the same problems that you have, and uh, you'll make it through because other people have done it, and if they can, you can. You're absolutely right. That's very true. That's very good advice. You are wise beyond your years. Thank you, Charlie. This has been just a tremendous, tremendous conversation, and I am very, very grateful that you were willing to share your story and share your experiences because... I worked in the college environment supporting students for 15 years at the community college and another five years at the university. And I know the reality of kids when they struggle, but the advice that you're giving and the wisdom you're giving about talking to others and being willing to to share your story with others and and to share your needs with others like that, it makes a big difference to be vulnerable but yet do do right by yourself, you know, which I think is a, is a pretty tremendous philosophy for my philosophy major, minor, <laughs> is a pretty tremendous philosophy to have. So thank you again very much, Charlie. It's been uh, a pleasure. Yeah, it's, it's this has been good. I really appreciate the opportunity. And um, I think uh, what you're doing is, is wonderful. And I hope that the, the conversation we have is useful to others in the way that conversations that I've had in the past with other people have been useful to me. So uh, thanks again. You're very welcome. Bye now. See ya. I want to take an extra moment to thank Charlie for joining us today and for sharing his story and his perspective on life as a college student. And if you have any questions or comments that you would like to share with me, send me an email at mickeyteaches at gmail.com. That's M-I-C-K-I-E teaches at gmail.com. 
and I'll be glad to forward the information or the question to Charlie if you'd like me to ask. In the meantime, if you get a chance, stop by my website, mickeyteaches.com, and check out my course there. I will have that course information in the link today. I've developed a course specifically for parents of students with disabilities who are transitioning out from high school into college. And if you're in a situation where you don't quite know what to expect, what kinds of changes, what kinds of rule changes, protocols, differences, life differences in college versus high school, stop by and take a look at that course. I have a Black Friday sale going on right now for 25% off. And so it makes it only about $20. So if you're interested, please feel free to check it out on my website. It will be on sale until the end of November. My goal was to help as many people as possible transition from high school into college and smooth out that path as much as I could. Also, if you get a chance, stop by Charlie's website. It's all about his photography, so have a look at his website as well. All of the links I mentioned today will be in the show notes. Thank you again for joining me today. I felt extremely honored that Charlie was willing to share his story with us today. And I very much appreciate the time he took with me to do this. So Charlie, thanks for joining us today. And I look forward to hearing that you're having a great year. In the meantime, have a great rest of the day. And I'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Information contained throughout this podcast has been gleaned from my own personal experiences. But to ensure accuracy, please contact the Disability Services at the college of your choice to have first-hand information and the most up-to-date policies and procedures followed by your particular institution of higher education. The content in any of these podcasts is not intended as a substitute for information from legal, educational, or medical professionals. Always seek the advice of your attorney or qualified health care provider with any questions you may have with regards to legal, educational, or medical concerns.